0: All right, you ready? Born ready. We're ready. Do you want to mess with your microphone no, anymore? It's it's be right. more distracting it's this sense? <laughs> you want to test I'm your? I'm rubber. You're glue. You're a, a foot away. You want to touch your volume again?
1: <laughs> These are my levels. Can you hear me? Like, right. <laughs>
0: all right. Here we go. I'm Josh Sigmund, and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules, it has its truths. I love investment strategies and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle and rebuilding with strategy and purpose, and I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Welcome back to another episode of Sigmund Sense. We're going to talk about a fun topic that I'm very passionate about. I learned it from a couple of my own mentors. But um, what we're going to talk about is if you are a small business owner, if you have a team of one or a company of 300, um, I think this is a super important subject that people do not do a good job of, possibly because they're not educated in this area themselves. But I believe very strongly in teaching your team or your employees uh, financial literacy. And um, so I'm going to go through a couple ideas, some things that I do for my own employees and what we do for a company, some things that I think are super important about it. Um, but let me talk about the benefits because you might be a small business owner thinking, well, that's stupid. Um, let me explain why it's super important. Number one would be uh, growth, personal growth, right? Um, for your team. For your team. Yep. Personal gr- and, and actually for yourself too, it forces you to be on your A game if you're talking about money with your team. Uh, but personal growth in in all areas is one of the things that I believe employees want. Uh, Whenever somebody feels like they're stuck, it's a bad thing in general. Um, So this is a great area to work on. But number two, as a business owner, one great thing that it can do for you, uh, separate of building a relationship, is it helps you with retention of employees, right? Um, and, And why is that the case? Well, a couple answers. Number one is, is that uh, when you show that you care about somebody and what, else, what better way to say it than I want to help you retire, right? That yeah. shows that you care. Um, uh, employees are more likely to stay with you longer term. Um, you know, you think about why employees leave companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually the first three answers in different orders, depending on what you read, are a relationship with the boss would be one, Um, you know, the opportunity for growth would be a second one. Totally. Um, and the third one would be money, right? Uh, the third one's money, not the first one, the third (laughs) one, it's the relationship and the opportunity, right? And the reason why I say that third one, you know, we know that people, um, just because, you know, just look at the last 20 episodes or so it does, it does matter. It's not as important. What you make it's more important. What you keep. Yes. Right. So you can have an employee that is a very well compensated employee for whatever position they might be that is mismanaging their money and they need, need to earn more money somewhere else.
1: This is what I've said. If you do not budget your money, there is no amount of money you make that will ever be enough.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So when you teach people how to properly manage money, um, yes, there still needs to be opportunity for growth and to make more, period but mm-hmm. they're less likely to be looking because of the perceived need to look because they're in a better financial spot. Yeah. When your business goes up or goes down, they can manage the circumstances better as well. So that's the what's in it for you as an employer. Uh, I'd like to hear, because I do care about this and work with you and so many others on my team and my company. Um, what do you think is in it for you as an employee? I'm just curious what you So think.
1: first and foremost, I'll start by saying that this topic is probably pretty foreign to most employers and employees. And the reason I say that is because when I tell people that you are my financial coach or you are our financial coach, they're they're real confused. Um, The team, it kind of makes them want to die thinking about sitting down with you and going over their budget. Um, There's a lot of people that think it's just too close separate church and state. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's foreign. Mm -hmm. It is foreign for sure, but such opportunity, such a big deal. And so if you can wrap your mind around it and also feel like you are qualified and capable Mm -hmm. to teach, you should do it on your own. Um, If you're not, then get someone to help you and then also help extend that service to, to your team. So... I have been, I, you know, we've been working with our with you on our budget for four or five years and best thing that I've, that I've ever done. It's, it's, you know, there's just so much benefit to it. Um, But the, going back to most people on the team do not take him up on this offer. Like literally, he has to damn near beg people. Let me just look at your budget. Let me a, like I had beg. I to finally trick
0: some of them by giving him money. To, I was going to say, we'll talk about that in a second. So but. I
1: say that to say that he had an idea that is money. Like he literally nailed it on the head because it gave the team a gift, but also allowed you to openly talk about some financial education and literacy with the team and kind of open those open those lines of communication. So it was money. Um, What he did was gift each one of us on the team $250 to open E-Trade accounts. Mm -hmm. And before this, I didn't have an E-Trade account. I didn't even know that my husband had one <laughs> um, that he had, has he plays with and just does like fun stuff with, and I had never I never looked at the stock markets. I didn't know I didn't know what Amazon was trading for. I didn't know that Tesla was having a huge run, um, so. That in and of itself, just being able to open the app and see what's on it and see what companies are doing is, I mean, that in and of itself. I didn't know what That's symbols were. It. Yeah. The, I didn't know what symbols were. So being able to have that under my belt and now Randy and I have something to talk about. And, you know, he's always telling me about how his stocks are doing yeah. and, you know, we bought into the same company. Um it also taught me how to look for companies, you know, because basically you gave us all $250. You told us the intended purpose was to open an E-Trade account. You have to send, you know, show, show me a screenshot of you opening it and then I will fund the account and you have to have your stocks or companies purchased or bought into these companies by a certain date. So I and loved, you couldn't
0: sell them. You could, couldn't sell out of the account.
1: Couldn't. Oh, I didn't you hear that. S- My bad. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is not
0: travel money. It's gotta stay in there and grow.
1: Just kidding. It's a lot, mine is definitely a long-term plan. Um, So I loved the parameters that were mm-hmm. given because again, it forced us to do the work and in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, But it also, you know, really gave us the opportunity to do the research mm-hmm. and really see, okay, well, here's a cool company that I like and that I utilize a lot and here's what here's what they've done in the past here's their trajectory is this a smart decision to purchase yep. and i know when i was making my decisions and trying to figure out what i was going to do i would pick out my you know a set of companies and send them to you send them to randy and say am i thinking about this right i think these would be good uh, yeah, no, you're not thinking about that, right? So we had a lot of education there as well, is um, of what what to look for, you yep. know. And so nailed it on the head. I love it. Total win, boss win, hashtag, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it was really cool. And it's also very fun to now talk with everyone, yep. uh, weekly or monthly, however, however often you bring it up in our meetings, our weekly meetings about how their stocks are doing. Yep. And what everybody chose. It's just super interesting. So
0: well, I love that. And so I want to take it a step further to hopefully encourage some other small business owners or big company owners, whoever's listening, uh, to take a bigger interest in this because. There's some basic things that we can do that are super easy to implement that have a lasting impact with our employees. Um, And if you're an employee, it's something I would suggest that you send this podcast to your boss and see if they'll work on it. So I'm going to kind of go through a list of a couple ideas of things that we've done uh, that you can easily implement uh, within your own company or or encourage your boss to. Um, You know, the the obvious first one uh, is if you're a small company or or a middle-sized company that has not yet bridged the gap to offering a, a matching 401k, I think that's the obvious, you know, um, there are very few companies as a statistic these days that truly offer a matching 401k for their employees. And it's a, uh, uh, but, but also the ones that actually have 401ks and matching 401ks not all the employees actually participate. I was going to say that's a, super. super crazy to me. It's free money. It's free money because
1: you get it right. But you have a new, yeah. new, newly graduated yep. from college with student loan debt. One retirement yep. not on the radar. Yep. All I care about is getting these student loans paid off. I need no, that money. Care about
0: the margaritas.
1: Well, I mean that too, but you know, it's, I don't want to, I can't give any more of my paycheck away because one, I just started working and I, you know, it's, so it's a beginner entry salary and pay yep. and I need to pay off these debts. So, taking it a step further and really like doing the math. Explaining. You, need, you need, like explain a little bit, just do the math yep. and show people scenarios. Yep.
0: And this goes back to, you know, anytime you're going to have a 401k or something like that, obviously you, you have to have professionals in, involved. They have resources. So you don't have to be a genius with 401ks. They have resources and you can ask them to train your employees, which we do biannually, if not uh, annually, worst case, I think biannually, we offer I think that for yeah. Yeah, uh, for HR. So, that people understand how to do it. Uh, They talk about reallocations, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, But just getting the word out there over and over and over again, encouraging your employees to take advantage of it. Yes, it takes from the bottom line. Yes, it does. Uh, But over time, like uh, my team can recite my purpose for the team. The reason why I work for sure, for real, is to retire my team. Mm -hmm. I'm financially retired. The reason why I work is to retire my team. Okay. So, when you, if I use that as an overlying view of why I still do loans, then of course I'd like to retire sooner rather than later. So let's get on with it. Let's, let's get you come know, on. Come like, on, like, <laughs> come on, girls. Let's let's get you guys retired. <laughs> come on. Um, and so I say that lightly, but you know, <laughs> if, if you're a company owner listening, you've got a lot of people that have a lot of sweat and tears to build your business. Yeah. Right. Taking interest in helping them get theirs too. Mm-hmm. Right. So 401 k is the obvious first one. Uh, offering budgeting is a super foreign thing. So I thought that it's impossible to require. Uh, it's actually, it is possible to require budgeting. Um, The core training is a company I've worked for for over a decade now out of North Carolina in their employee handbook. You sign that you understand that uh, coached personal family budgeting is a requirement of employment. You sign that to get the job. Wow! So they are every single employee from top to bottom. I don't care if they're a manager. I don't care if they're married or not. They're all required to turn in their personal family budget to the boss. I work for them too. I turn in my personal family budget to the boss every month. So people, so there's opportunity to help them help them grow. Let me explain this too from an employee perspective. Employee perspective that you're missing. Like a lot of employees miss this.
1: Like almost everyone. Like well, and, and, and I missed second. it for a long time too. Well, I mean, i fought tooth
0: a, and nail. A, yeah, separate of the making money thing, like a lot of employers are assholes. I get that. There are a lot of employers that actually give a shit. Yeah. And so, but we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would argue that I am more generous to those employees that I know are struggling because I know because they're know struggling. It, yeah. And I have the opportunity to jump in and help somebody out here and there. Um, you know, Whereas, or how employer, to help them the best? How to help them the best? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big there. piece of
1: it too. You know, it's going back to love languages. Yep. You want to give and show love in the way that people yeah. actually receive it yep. otherwise you are spinning your wheels and so you can get into a place where yep. i've done all of this for these people i've done this and this and this well if it's not what we need yep. uh financially yep. then we're missing it yep
0: and just we're thinking term- it, yeah. that's
1: frustrating for you well a
0: lot of owners think why well, pay them enough like why don't they like wrong attitude <laughs> right and so <laughs> like, are you-, you giving back the community is a big one for mm-hmm. the the younger people are you uh, are you giving words of affirmation to say, add a girl, add a, like if mm-hmm. you're a words of affirmation person, um, gifts are a great example. Uh, like there's a girl on my team that is awesome and crushes it and hadn't done a family vacation in a lot of years. I happen to have a beach house and I, and I found out that she was going to Port Aransas where I have a beach house Yeah. and the beach house is paid for. Like it doesn't cost me anything to have it occupied. <laughs> Right. But you would have thought that I like saved the world when I said, Hey, don't don't book anything, just go stay at my beach house. Right. Um, so but I knew what she was looking for and I was able to jump in there and save her some money. So you
1: can hit the nail on the head rather than spin wheels and what's
0: in it for them, what's in it for you? Like both parties win when you're more transparent with around money and opportunity. So um another thing that's happened in the past, like like when I think about bonuses, like uh, I've experienced this in my career too many times where people do a really hard work, um, part of their compensation package is a bonus, which makes it not a bonus, it makes it right. compensation. It makes it a, yeah. So an employer might think that somebody's ungrateful for not saying thank you for the bonus, but it was structured as a compensation package, mm-hmm. so why should they say thank you? They mm-hmm. did the job, right? And it's right? already built and into it, their yeah, right. Their so, needs for living, right? Or- and and what's interesting, like I think about Christmas time and things like that, right? Um, Getting somebody what they wouldn't buy themselves goes way further than mm-hmm. something giving a higher dollar value bonus. Oh yeah, right. It just yeah. get them something they wouldn't buy themselves. That's mm-hmm. a gift. That's active service. But let me t- go back into uh, what you know things you can do for financial literacy uh and just helping, like. Uh, I have in the past with some of the girls and guys that I've coached in the past. When I found out that they were, uh, they had a debt, like a credit card balance that mm-hmm. was kind of stuck on them. And I'd seen their balances a couple months in a row, a couple, you know, it was just the same floating balance. And they were performing at a high level. I literally, as one bonus, just paid off their credit card. Yeah. Right. Much. Well, how do you think that went for our relationship? Exactly. Right? Now, if I'd given them money based on their previous spending habits, would it have gone towards debt reduction, or would it have probably gone to buy something?
1: Well, or right. or here is the thing: let's let's give them the yeah. the benefit of the doubt. They may not have known how to utilize the money.
0: Right. Yeah, that's and, very true.
1: And if there is a, and then you know, if there is the mindset of it's a gift, this money is a gift. Yep. I'm going to use it for a gift. Yep. For myself. Yep. You know, so the, just the having qualifier
0: those, was yet the. You have to get rid of the credit card when I pay this off. That was that was right. the, that was the gift bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, those are some examples of what's in it for both parties. If you can just like see some transparency there. Um, what are you know? I'm going to talk about a couple things here that that we do, but they're just weird one offs. But these are some opportunities I think that people need, that employers need to look for, right? So I've, in the past, I've had an employee that uh, was probably the max level of stress for not work-related stuff, like outside the office, stressed mm-hmm. out, and was um, had some personal challenges going on, and money was really tight, mm-hmm. right? And so at exactly that time, because I, she we talk and this person shared, and I knew that she was struggling in other areas, on the way to work, she caught a freaking rock in her windshield, right? <laughs> of course. And that week, she was supposed to go trade that car in to sell it for some money. Mm. And now she's got a freaking, which, you know, a $200 windshield change at the end of the world, isn't the end of the world for me. But in that moment, that time, that was like, you could see this girl like, caved in when she showed up at the office, right? Mm -hmm. So because I knew what was happening at home, I didn't think, Mm -hmm. oh, it sucks and just left it there. I had her windshield replaced while she was at work. Right. Yeah. But it goes back to if you don't know, it's not that you don't care. It's you don't know how bad or good and where to to where to put money. Yeah. No. Absolutely. When you go back to financial literacy, uh, a couple items would that I would think that you should do in general is offer coaching around money if you're if you're qualified. Right. But if not, you can use your own resources to help out your team. So, for example, my whole team knows my insurance agent. Mm -hmm. They know my financial planner. you have homework assignment to get your damn will and trust done with my attorney. Right? Yeah. Um, but gonna... my my personal resources, I make sure that they are really clear. Hey, if my team calls you, you take great care of them right? and uh, and keep those costs down low. You know, I've got an attorney that does wills and, wills and trust and my average bill is 6,000 bucks, right? For my team, it's 500 bucks yeah. to knock out the, the basic stuff. So I can transfer some of my own relationships to take care of my team and to give them the advice. So again, if I was not well equipped in teaching people how to save, Mm -hmm. how to invest, what to do, my financial planner is extremely competent and confident and can do that stuff, right? And you
1: can maybe just drop those little pieces or little nuggets of information, yep. um, you know, in, in whatever meeting format you have, if it's weekly well, it's or lunch monthly. lunch learns.
0: We've done lunch and learns over the years, over and over where I'll bring in a financial planner yeah. during our lunch. I'll just cater lunch for my team. Mm-hmm. And then the, my financial planner will come in and talk about pros and cons and how yeah. to invest and in what the 401ks and all this stuff. And his expectation is nothing. Like I tell him flat out, this is a courtesy to me as yeah. an owner who, and you have lots of my money. And mm-hmm. guess what? Of course, two, three people utilize the services now, so Absolutely. there's something there for them too. But uh, it's just to weave in those conversations and education. I think Absolutely. lunch and learns are a great. That uh, is, I'm glad you great example that. of something That's you can great. Do. Yeah. Um, the so CPAs, finish players, insurance agents, all that stuff. Um, one other thing I think is super smart for both the business owner, but also the it's a great uh, retention tool for uh, for employees too, is deferred comp. Well, you know, whatever types of deferred comp that you can think of, right? Um, especially if it's geared towards long-term, right? Okay. So um, key employees at companies, some companies, they can earn uh, a in the event of a company sale. Let's use that one. If they're a key employee in the event of a company sale, they can earn up to 1% if they're still there at the company sale. Well, the sale might not occur for five years or 15 years, but they can earn part of the sale as part of a long-term retention package oh. uh, as an example. Yeah, that's a good question, right? Another one though is kids, people that have kids, um, those kids have to go to college too. So participating in contributions for yeah. gifts for you know, college accounts uh, for a retention plan, I think is something that, that should be done. But even if it's not for retention, it's a great way to show that you give a shit. Absolutely. Early on and you help build somebody's college account mm-hmm. just by doing a annual donation mm-hmm. to the, that child's college account to yeah. show and help build. Because, what you know, that's one of the big drags on retirement accounts is we all want to do what's best for our kids and whatever we can do for our kids. So unfortunately, our kids don't always choose a state school right. if they choose a school. And if they show up and they want to go to Purdue and it's a more expensive school, you know, parents quite often write the check to their own retirement detriment, right? So helping right. so oh, helping yeah. contribute to a college account so at least their own retirement accounts not can get, be get hammered mm-hmm. is a great idea. Um, it's
1: also, you know, in that example, it's it's giving leverage. And you know, maybe you're doing that for, for someone who has, you know, you do it for one child or or, or one family member. But it also then kind of starts formulating thought processes around what am I do for for the other ones? Right. And so I think just the more foundational building blocks about this stuff, basics on 401ks and really like outlining what it looks like, um, college accounts. And like you said, having a financial advisor come in, these are foundational things that we've already established. A lot of people don't learn from their parents. We certainly don't learn it from school. So, Where are we, where do you get it from? We have to provide an outlet. We have to
0: dive in and and contribute and teach and educate and help. We, like the biggest failure of the education system in America, in my opinion, is the failure to teach basic financial budgeting, basic financial ideas, basic financial concepts. That's the biggest failure. Like math is great, but if you still don't understand that if you spend more than you earn, you're screwed in life, Right. like you're still screwed. Right, so, And like
1: spending more time on like interest rates and compounding yes, interest, like yes, all of basics. those things that like really, really come into play yep. in life. Yeah, I mean, that's just a huge... Yeah, instead everyone
0: cares about what's the $300 sneakers somebody else is wearing and what $1,000 iPhone they're going to buy mm. because they don't have a freaking clue, right? Um, so let me kind of give two big initiatives that in the last 12 months I've done. Mm-hmm. And lots of my friends have done it as uh, small business owners. Um, lots of us at the core have done it. My One of my best friends in the world, Chris Hawker, done something I brought up, I'm about to bring up too. Um, but the first one's what you alluded to. So uh, I was getting some pushback on a couple of my employees that I care about, about me being able to see their money, like mm-hmm. let me help you, let me help you, help me. What is it uh, Mark? Uh, not Ma- McGuire, Jerry McGuire. <laughs> help me, help you, Show right? Me Show me the my, money, right? Yeah. So in that vein, what I did, what you brought up is, um, I gave a lump sum of money to each of my employees if they and only if they opened up an E Trade account, proved it was open, because they have to open it on their on their own because tied mm-hmm. to their social for taxing yeah. reasons, all that. And then I Venmoed them. So you're asking like, how does this work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I did not write it off. It was it was after tax money. I just Venmoed them some money, and I said, now in the next week, so I started giving homework around it. And the next week, you need to do some research and uh, tell me a couple of different companies that you're thinking. So mm-hmm. uh, that some simple ideas came up, like well, HEB, great great company. Yeah, it's a private. It's a company. private company. So we had people bit. saying, well, I, I and, loved hearing everybody's right. ideas
1: too. I still have them written down. You know, do you really? Yeah, that's and that's another opportunity too to just really see where people's minds are at. Right. You
0: know, and well, it's a, again goes back to lack of understanding, mm-hmm. but this is easy conversations, right? Yeah. So we had a team meeting that was not based around metrics and company crap. The whole meeting was hey, uh, so the Warren Buffett philosophies, right? Like invest in what you use all the time. Like Warren Buffett drinks Coca Cola, he's a big investor in Coca Cola, right? So
1: so is it weird that I went literally totally against? Right,
0: you did. Every- well, you, went, you went for psychedelics. We'll talk about that in a second. Um,
1: Can everybody please go buy some?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, of this one company. Of this right. one company? <laughs> no, we're not pressing, we're not pushing that stuff. Um, what I will say is, um, you know, that was a conversation is hey, what are some things that you use a lot? So, you know, I think I have a lot of women that work for me. Lululemon is an example. Uh, so we have,
1: I have the list oh, go for it. Uber, Hulu, Netflix, Starbucks. I said Shell because we go to the Shell a lot. Um, Amazon, Palm Beach Tan. That was mine because that's where I tan. Um, The uh, T-Slim or Tandem, that's uh, Weston's insulin pump. Medtronic, LaCroix because I drink a lot of LaCroix. Um, Dexcom, that's his uh, glucose monitor. Tesla, Target, Kroger, Home Depot, Lowe's, Spotify, Facebook, Weight Watchers, Sam's, Johnson & Johnson.
0: That's awesome. So I love that you kept that. Uh, My point was, this was an hour-long conversation with the team about, hey, so what are some things that you might consider if you take that Warren Buffett approach of like invest what you use? Well, half of the things that was written down by the team, they're not actually a company. They're owned by a company. Right. Right. So what is... Now you got to do research. Well, you want to invest in this product, but who's the company owner the that company you actually owner, yeah. invest in, right? And who's public
1: um, and who's private. You who's know public I mean? and who's
0: private. What's the ticker? It's just the the interesting. next the follow-up homework was get the ticker symbols and find out what the price is. Well, mm-hmm. if you have 250 bucks each in, a, in an e-trade account and you want to invest in Amazon, not going to work, right? Like you can Which go, I didn't
1: know that. I right, mean, I knew but, they were high. I knew right, that- Tesla, sh-
0: over a thousand bucks, depending on what day you're watching this. I think it was 1,400 bucks the last time I looked at it. Um, so the point is, is that- yeah, you know, when you start to look at and do the research, like oh my God, like I could have half of a share or one share, or I can buy five hundred shares. Mm-hmm. Then we got conversations about penny stocks and the difference between you know under a buck and and over a buck and what that all looks yeah. like. And then we got to talk about what the Fortune five hundred really is and what Nasdaq is and S and P is. And so it was a conversation that was allowed because it was my money. Like here, like the, the literally the analogy I gave to my entire team was. Have any of you guys been to Vegas before? And they're like, yes, and I've got a lot of great looking girls on my team and some great guys. And I'm sure that they've all had this happen. And if you're a viewer as a guy, it never happened to you but as girls, this <laughs> might have. Have you ever been at a Vegas table and the neighbor the person next to you rolling and you're rolling hot? So the person sitting next to you just throws an extra extra chip. It's like it's always more fun to <laughs> gamble with somebody else's money, always. right? So that was the analogy I used is, hey, like use somebody else's money. It's mine. Yeah, so you get to invest it, but you have to invest it. And so, now, I, whenever I want to, I can kind of weave in and out and say, hey, out of curiosity, how's your E-Trade going? And so it's funny that you brought it up. In fact, I can see it in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they actually are interested in what's happening with the market. totally. Which, guess what? In the mortgage world, it matters to it know matters. what's happening in the market, right? So it in all- just little it, it's, stuff. Yeah. Like, I
1: didn't know. One, I did. I thought penny stocks were one penny. I did not understand <laughs> the difference. I'm right. going to show my ignorance, right? Right. Um, that was new information. Um, the public versus private, huge. Yep. Like learning which ones those were. Um, learning what the symbols were. And then learning like there's three places to trade. You know, like there's the Dow and then the NASDAQ and then the S&P. Like I didn't... I well, knew those names.
0: Yeah, it's just different Dif- groupings of different of, of companies. And it, that's a whole different conversation. But
1: but I didn't know it's that. education, yes. Right, it's the I education. didn't know that. Um, so super interesting. And what the other thing that was very, that was really fun about this was because it wasn't my money, it allowed me to do things, to operate outside of my normal behaviors. Right. So what I mean by that is I am a very, I have very low risk tolerance, especially when it comes to money. And so I would, in a normal world, I would definitely find super safe companies that have, you know, just a steady growth pattern, very safe. And I'd probably buy like five of those. Like I'm gonna do like 20 shares here at this company and 20, like that is how my, that would be normal. What I, what this allowed me to do was do something completely different that if it works out high risk, high reward, doing something different, Unfold like it has it. a better chance of it. So I yeah. found a psychedelic company that, uh, they're, they're man, they're researching and developing do not say
0: the number, the name, by the way, Why? because we're not promoting it, but well, yes, maybe I am
1: no. <laughs> right. Cause something doesn't, that, the you drive the price up <laughs> by the amount of people that want it. Right. That's true. Okay, can you please go visit my personal social media pages? That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, so... I, I ran across this company and I had read about psychedelics and the use of them in a couple of books. And then mm. in some of the TV shows I watched, there was episodes about it. I find it fascinating. It's mm-hmm. very interesting, but they're being used for to treat anxiety and depression, ADHD addiction, all these things. So I'm like, screw it. I was going to buy. Oh, and they just started trading one week before on, or they just went public one week before I bought these. So they were very low. They were penny stocks. And so so if they
0: run, you crush it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, it's very uneventful to look at. How often do it, you and
0: your husband talk about it? Daily. That's interesting. And how, <laughs> how often did you ever talk about it prior to getting...
1: Never. I didn't even know he had any trade account. Owners,
0: <laughs> business owners. Yeah. It costs 250 bucks to get that level of engagement. Yeah. Like that's worth it. I mean, right? and
1: that's why this is so funny. I mean, the other day on our coaching call, you said well, like, what's doing well right now? And I'm like, I had no idea what answer you were looking for or even like the general realm. But Randy had just told me that Tesla had been on a tear for the last, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. I hear Tesla's doing pretty damn good. And you were like, yeah, transportation, whatever. I can't remember how you like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I got the right that's answer. and I didn't know just because of a conversation that Randy yeah, and I so had. That,
0: that's one great idea, I think. And, and, you know, as we move forward, if the if my team keeps on enjoying it, you know, it's an opportunity for me to, if we have a great month, I can bonus into the E-Trade account. Uh, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not doing debt reduction or something like that, this all goes back to just getting people curious, get them interested. Yeah. Um, and it helps both sides, right? The last thing that I want to talk about is the giving side too, right? Because um especially this day and age there's so, so many studies about uh, employees care that you care about the community mm-hmm. they care that you care right it's very big um, with the millennials and yeah very big with millennials and uh and, and how do most people if they're charitable at all donate and the answer typically is time right mm-hmm. because if they are tied on their budget because they don't budget um you know but they they care about their community sure. you know going to earth day or going down to christmas to mm-hmm. wrap presents or going to feed the homeless or whatever, are all great activities, all great activities. They all cost money. Yeah. All of them. Right. And, and I would so, say
1: outside of dollars, that is the best thing you can give. I yeah, mean, if you is, can't give money, then giving time, time is, is, is it, huge.
0: Absolutely. Because somebody could, mm-hmm. can wrap for free or yeah. somebody can wrap for a couple bucks an hour, but mm-hmm. it costs money. So all that being said, um, my buddy, Chris Hawker came up with something that I think is super cool. It's called so The Nudge. Awesome. And uh, and you can visit him on his social media page. He owns a company called Red Wagon Realty. Uh, he and I talked about it in a coaching group and then so I did as well for Christmas. And all the nudges is, um, it's so cool to see what people want to do. And we've seen actually uh, your CPA buddy. Yeah, uh, Michael Perkins. Michael Perkins did it too with his entire company. Uh-huh. But uh, you talk about getting engagement, like there's nothing better at, that I've seen. And so all it was is for example. Not um, all it
1: was, like don't diminish it at uh, all. It's such um, a big deal.
0: That's, that's cool. So coming up with a dollar amount that you can donate anyway. So Mm -hmm. I have a budget month annually that I want to give away for funds. Um, so instead of just giving it to things that I care about, I wanted to give again, my money away to things that my team cared about. And that's what Chris Hawker did with the nudge and all what, what it is, (laughs) what it is, is, Coming up with five hundred bucks or a yeah. thousand bucks or whatever amount of money you're going to give away, anyways, right. to your team with the explicit instructions of this needs to be given to a charity or two of your choice. Mm-hmm. And what Chris did that was pretty cool is say, "I want to, I want you to use this to figure out how to raise more money than the five hundred bucks that it was." Well,
1: so, well, actually, some of his uh, employees came up. They decided, okay, well, he gave us this. We're going to join forces. Yeah. And double our money now yeah. and then go together. And some of them like
0: did matching funds. So, yeah. you know, they were doing dealing with the charity. And if you donated money to this charity, then we'll we'll match it. So that money turned into... And so one of them used that as seed money to start a golf tournament or something like that. A concert. There were, a, a concert be, yeah, that was like $20,000 yeah. from this 500 bucks. And you know, just educating people on the need and need to give, uh, and you know that it is possible, no matter what your income is, mm-hmm. to uh, to take what you is seemingly an insignificant amount of money and make it into something that matters and moves the needle for some of these organizations. I think it's and critical. And the reach
1: across San Antonio is what I found incredibly impressive. Yes. Um because the whole the whole thing with Chris uh with Chris's nudge was that it was documented. Yep. And so he had a professional videographer come in and show him announcing but also had um everybody document with their phones like recording what they were doing yep. and who they were giving to and and the day that they gave. And when you put it all together like that. That was beautiful. Like watching like the spread of across san antonio of the amount of companies and organizations that were that benefactors that, yes like just incredible me. and so then you have okay so now we have this document and of course you know you share it on social and you know you you, Do you get think the, the company
0: got some love from that
1: yes what's cool
0: is that it was given with an open heart yeah uh and i guarantee it'll come back tenfold it will but here's guarantee. the other
1: thing too and I, I remember we had a conversation about this it was Do I, you know, he's like, I really would love to see people replicate this. And he said, do I need to explicitly say that in the video? I said, you don't, you don't. Because the people that are supposed to hear it and they hear it. And what's been really cool is to watch the amount of companies that have taken this on. Yep. So Michael Perkins did it, you did it. Yep. And I think he's had like six people, six yep. other business owners yep. share this. And so talk about a freaking movement. Yeah, I mean, it's now, cool. we're, now we're impacting a lot of people.
0: And so this goes back to, if I haven't convinced you, if we haven't convinced you as a business owner, there are so many uh, benefits to taking interest in mm-hmm. the finances of your people. Um, It, it is, you talk about like what you, what you personally get out of it, like Mm -hmm. the gift of giving the warmth that you get when you see somebody go from being an in debt employee to an out of debt, an employee that has never owned a house that buys a house because they're Mm -hmm. finally in position, the kid that goes to college that actually has funds available for their college of choice that they wouldn't have, you know, giving away and impacting organizations that you thought you would have a menial impact on. That's a massive impact because of, of that leverage. There are so many benefits to teaching and educating your employees. And so I'd highly encourage you to do that. But um, if you like this episode, if you have an employer that needs to hear this, if you have a friend that's a business owner, please like, share, share, subscribe. Uh, If you have questions or comments, what's our email address?
1: SigmundSense at gmail.com. And we're
0: here to help you out. But God bless you. Take Mm care. Bye-bye.